This is a Pele Media Podcast. Welcome back to Jurassic Park Minute. Jurassic Park Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1993 film Jurassic Park Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm ready. Without further ado, would you like to get on to Minute number 97? Let's do it. In the previous minute, we saw Grant pull Tim away from watching the T-Rex feast on a Gallimimus. As the minute ended, we saw Ellie and Muldoon prepare to go to the utility shed as Muldoon pulled a shotgun from his gun cabinet. At minute number 97, Muldoon takes a shotgun out and loads a few shells into it. At 97.06, Hammond pulls blueprints off of his himself and lays them on top of Malcolm, who winces in pain. Hammond apologizes. At 97.10, Ellie and Muldoon walk over to the table to check on the blueprints. Hammond tells them that this won't be as easy as switching on a light. Hammond tells them that he will follow the plans and lead them to where they need to go. Ellie nods in acknowledgement and flashes Hammond a silly face. At 97.24, Hammond looks behind Ellie... She takes it as a cue to turn around and grab a walkie-talkie. At 97.31, Ellie walks back to the table with two walkie-talkies. Hammond tells her that it really should be him going instead of her. She asks him why, and he says, Well, it's because he's a... And she's a... Ellie cuts him off and tells them that when she gets back, they can discuss sexism in survival situations. Muldoon tells Ellie that it's time to go. They walk out. Ellie tells Hammond to walk her through the situation and that she is on channel 2. Hammond switches the walkie-talkie to on. At 97.51, we cut to the exterior shot of the utility shed. Muldoon steps out with his shotgun raised, ready for action. Ellie follows. And thus ends minute number 97 of Jurassic Park. So my main takeaway from this minute, really, other than um, uh, you know, Muldoon being a, a man of action type guy and pulling the shotgun out, is the little conversation that John Hammond and Ellie Sattler have about sexism and survival situations. He tells her yes. that it really should be him going and not her. And uh, I know that that's thrown in there just to kind of, I guess, artificially uh, make John Hammond look a little uh, outdated. You know, I mean, there's some other things in the movie that make him look kind of like a a jackass at times who's not able to see the big picture. But, uh, you know. In this situation, the person in that room who is best fit to do this, even if Malcolm was at 100% health, is got to be Ellie Sattler. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's clearly the person who could run the fastest out of all of them. She's in the best shape of any yeah. of them. She's the person that you, she's brilliant. She's the one you want to be the, going you know, in there and switching this primer yeah. on. This is just another example of John Hammond having so little respect and understanding of females. And the idea that, you know, he can control the uh, birth cycle between the yeah. dinosaurs and everything like that. And then that he, he just, because he's a man, he could do this task better than her. And he can, not even considering his age and, you know, the fact that he's not going to be as, he's not as athletically fit and whatever. Yeah. Uh, so it's just in a, in a movie where we are supposed to be coming around in our liking and affection of this old man this is something that really just kind of like sets that back a little bit. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. look, man, I was just, you know, you've been disregarding the fact that your grandchildren are out in this park, probably dead, uh, you know, just so that you can continue to have this like one-sided point of view on everything, optimistic point of view and unrealistic. And yet in the last scene that we saw you and you were really coming around and saying, listen, Ray, turn the computer off, uh, turn the system off so we can fire it back up. People are dying. This is what we have to do. He's becoming a much more likable person. And then he goes and says something like this. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> like, yeah. 
I was really starting to like you. You know, and, and I'm, uh, I'm curious if he really even wholeheartedly means it because whenever he kind of, it almost seems like it's just an empty gesture on his part, you know, saying like, yeah, oh, it should be me going out there. And I mean, I, I, it would be great if when she said, I'll discuss sexism later, if he, if he should said, oh, no, 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 I'm old and you're young, I would die first. So maybe it's better for me to go out there. You know? That's to live for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially that chapter 11, he's got to come into him as soon as he lands. Oh, but okay, so I but I do like the teamwork aspect of this scene, and I think sure. uh, you've got Ellie and Malcolm who are just like they could finish each other's. Excuse me, Ellie and Muldoon who could just finish each other's sentences, and they don't. Even, there doesn't even need to have to be a conversation about like this is the walkie-talkie, this is the gun. You know, we're just they already know what they're going to do. Right, and you get uh, Hammond pulling out the blueprints, which thank God there were blueprints in there. And so there's the element of a uh, teamwork. And then of course the music is very rousing and it, it helps with that. Um, so I do like the scene a lot actually, but yeah, it's just what Hammond is getting at is still kind of like backtracks a little bit. Yeah. So it does, but there's something kind of funny. I love how Laura Dern plays Ellie Sattler because she's like I was saying earlier, she's, she's probably one of the most fit to survive in any situation. She's a real go getter. Like she doesn't even listen to, you know, the part where she's digging through the animal dung and people are trying to talk to her and she's so focused on everything. She's not even listening to, you know, what everybody's saying around her. Um, she does this, she has this moment where she's, you know, she's like, I've got to go. I've got to turn it on in the previous minute. And then here, John Hammond is talking to her and says, okay, I'm going to, I've got the blueprints here on this uh, wounded man's leg. Uh, and I'm going to lead you through the whole thing. And she kind of makes this face at him. Like she kind of like is holding her yeah. flashlight and she kind of has this really nervous look on her face. And it's, it's, it adds a little bit of frailty to the character. You know, like uh, Ellie is still a human being deep down inside of, of, of everything. She's she's volunteering to go do this because it has to be done. But at the same time, she's still scared of what could happen, you know. And yeah, uh, I, I love the way Laura Dern plays her, that she's she's tough, but she's also scared. And she she ra- wraps everything up really well. So It's very human, and it's not yeah. just one one-dimensional. Whereas in a lot of other movies, it would have just been, okay, I'm tough now, and I'm going to go fulfill this task and everything. And, Right. And that's it. There wouldn't there wouldn't be this little gesture of holy shit, you know, like yeah, the anxiety that she's feeling in that moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so this movie really marks. I, I find myself throughout the, the whole time we've been doing Jurassic Park, man, and I find myself saying a lot of stuff about they just don't make them like they used to. And there's something about Jurassic Park that represents a sort of cutoff there. Mm-hmm. And um, and I don't know what happened after that, but things just became too clean and too perfect and too. Uh, you you wouldn't have seen this actor this performance showing both sides anxiety and yet this kind of toughness that she's got yeah uh, and I, I you know it's a shame that i keep saying and i'm making comparisons between this and the other jurassic films because of something as minuscule as that but uh well, this I, is just a simple example of that go ahead yeah, no i i think that power fantasy became a big thing too you know like you take like the fast uh-huh. and the furious movie so those characters are just one-dimensional you know they are just tough go-getter you know like uh, some of them are, I guess are a little bit more silly, but you know, like the Vin Diesel character, you know, is just a power fantasy for, for Vin Diesel to be playing that part, you know, and characters don't show moments of frailty or in big mainstream pictures, they have to just be one note, you know, like Tom Cruise has got to be the guy who's great at everything and gets up and runs all the time, you know, and is completely athletically fit to, you know, be in every situation. It kind of, in Jack Reacher, he maybe kind of tweaked that a little bit, but you know, and usually in his movies, when I, th- I think of them, he's kind of, maybe he has some like moral quandaries going on, but like his character is just fit to go in all situations at all times. Like Ellie Sattler here is like, she doesn't know what she's doing. 
doing, but she's the one that has to do it. She steps up to it. And then on the moment out, she does show that she has anxiety about it. You know, when that Raptor first comes out in a few minutes, she screams her head off and tries to climb a chicken wire cage behind her. You're not chicken wire, but uh, you're like a, um, yeah, 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 chain uh, yeah, chain link fence behind her and everything. And she, she plays this character in, in multi-dimensional, and she does a fantastic job with it. And yeah. Yeah, I agree and with you. Was, the characters seem to be, this seems to be a production where they really thought about that stuff ahead of time. You know, like maybe, maybe in the advent of CGI, there was a little bit more focus on, you know, setting everything up with green screen so that, that the main focus yeah. of the crew at the time was to do one particular thing. And the actors were just there to look at a tennis ball over in the corner. Whereas this movie, you're right, was the cutoff. This is the first time that anybody's really doing something like that on the scale of this film. So Owen Grady, who was more like a John Wayne type character, which is what that movie needed. I'm not saying that movie needed a guy who was back and forth on if he was, could he handle this and everything, you know, it, it needed uh, that type of character. But um, I'm really hoping that we'll get back to a situation where you don't know if a character is going to make it out of this situation, you know, and you don't have that guarantee. And when you watch Chris Pratt in Jurassic World, you know, he's going to survive. You know, there's no chance that a dinosaur is going to lose, a, you know, win a fight there. So I'm really hoping that we get back to the unpredictability of, uh, you know, is Chief Brody going to survive this shark attack? Yeah. And, you know, is Alan Grant's plan of like waving this flare around going to make any difference in the end? So, uh, but yeah, you know, so I, 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 like I was saying, I keep finding myself coming back to that topic of they just don't make them like they used to, you know, <laughs> and maybe that's just, I'm, I'm getting old. And so you'll find that every day you, 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 that as an older person, I will tell you that that happens more and more and more. It's just kind of, you, you sit on your porch in your rocker and find yourself saying that to yourself all the time. So. Yeah, but at 32, <laughs> hey, <laughs> at 30, you yeah. know, as well as I do at 30, the day you turn 30, you get up out of bed and you put your feet on the floor and all of a sudden everything's just hurting, you know? Yeah, that. yeah. yeah. that's all I've got for this minute. I, I like it. Uh, again, it just uh, shows the uh, capacity that Laura Dern has. She's a real treat. And uh, yeah, I've never seen her show on HBO enlightened. Have you? Um, say that again. You it's, it's a, there's a TV show on HBO called Enlightened with Laura Dern. Have you ever seen that? No, and you know I'm ashamed to say I really haven't seen anything else of her uh, of hers. I believe. Yeah, um, I'm not too familiar with her work, and I should be because I, I love the woman. She does such a great job here that uh, I think I'm gonna yeah. try to go watch. I don't know, Citizen Ruth or, or Enlightened or something oh, like that absolutely. because everything I've heard yeah. about Enlightened was just glowing reviews on it. So, awesome. all right, folks. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And until next time, hold on to your butts. Jurassic Park Minute is a fan-supported podcast. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at JurassicParkMinute at gmail.com and visit us online at JurassicParkMinute.com, Facebook.com slash JurassicParkMinute, and Twitter.com slash JurassicMinute. You've been listening to a Pele Media Podcast. For premium content and exclusive podcasts, visit us at patreon.com slash Media. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Media, and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Media. Yeah.